Thank you, Kay. Good morning and welcome. We are glad you're here. We're glad you're joining us in person today, whether you continue to worship by radio or by joining us on Facebook Live. Thank you. Today's announcements, the rose on the altar is in honor of John and Norma Schreer, who will celebrate 65 years of marriage on November 26th. Happy anniversary. The flower on the altar is in honor of Mabel Mextro's 90th birthday. Happy birthday, Mabel. And congratulations to Shannon Rediger and Sherwin Parmar, who were married here at First Church yesterday. And for those of you who are interested, our daily bread booklets for December through February are available at the entrances and the info center in the sanctuary. If you're watching on Facebook Live or listening on the radio and would like one, please call the church office or send a request via the website at www.firstchurchnk.org. Would you please rise and join me in a call to worship? The call to worship is taken from Psalm 118, verses 1 through 7, and also 22 through 29. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, His love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can you receive me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in the triumph on my enemies. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God. And he has made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join us in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Now let us sing hymn number 563, Count Your Blessings.
be seated. Would the children's chat, or would the children's please come forward for the children's chat this morning? Good morning, guys. All right. Oh, we have some coming down from upstairs yet. All right. You want to sit right here, Grant? All right. All right. So I have a question for you guys. When someone does something nice for you, what should you do? Wow, I think we're all asleep. Do we need to do some head, shoulders, knees, and toes to wake up? No. No? (laughs) All right, let's try this again. When someone does something nice for you, what should you say? Thank you. Yeah, we should say thank you. Yeah. But has anyone ever done anything for you that was so awesome that you didn't think thank you would be enough? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And when that happens, sometimes you might want to send them a thank you card. Have you ever sent, given anybody a thank you card? Some of you guys have given thank you cards already. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what would make Grandma really happy is if she got mail from you? And a thank you card for something fun that you like to do with her. Or maybe with an aunt or something like that. Because guess what? I brought with me enough thank you cards for all of you guys to be able to do that. But we have to talk a little bit more first. Okay. So, God has done more for us than anyone else that I can think of. He heals us when we're sick. He comforts us when we're sad. And the Bible tells us that he's ever present in times of trouble. Well, we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, right? Yep. Yep, we are. So what is something you're thankful for? What is something you're thankful for? What, Benjamin? Oh, Grant, what did you say? Are you thankful for anything? None of you guys are thankful for anything a veteran. Okay. Addie, what are you thankful for? Okay. Good job. Friends. I was going to say, you guys haven't been awake during preschool if you're not getting this. We've been talking about it for a week. What are you thankful for? Jesus. Jesus. How many of you are thankful that you had breakfast this morning? Yeah. How many of you are thankful that you had a nice house to sleep in out of the rain? How many of you are thankful that you have shoes on your feet? Yeah. See, those are all things that we need to be thankful for. Because all of God, because of all God has done for us, we say thank you. But he's done so much. So what can we do for him? Jesus tells us in the Bible, he says, whatever you do for one of the least of my brothers, you do for me. That means when we feed someone who's hungry, it's the same as doing it for Jesus. When we visit someone who's sick, it's the same as doing it for Jesus. And when we give clothes to those who are in need, it's the same as doing it for Jesus. There is a very special name for this way of saying thank you. It's called thanks living. Instead of thanksgiving, it's called thanks living. Thanks living is when you show thanks by the way we live. Thanks living is when we look at the many ways God has blessed us and we thank him by sharing his blessings with others. So how could you do that? How could you live thanks living? What could you do for someone else? Help them. Help them. Does it have to be a stranger? That you help? No? Do you think mom would like help? Yeah? Who could you help? Ooh, 
making supper for mom is always a great idea. And I can help dad fix the barn when it breaks. Yes, you can. You can help dad out in the barn. That's right. Okay. Herschel, how can you help dad? Hmm? Do you help dad outside? We can all help. We can all help. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a grandparent. But we can all help. And we can all think about thanks living. Giving thanks by living in the things that we do each day. So, each one of you are going to get a card. Reagan, will you make sure everybody over there gets one? Will you make sure everybody over there gets one? Okay. And I want you to either write or draw a picture for someone and give them a thank you card to thank them this Thanksgiving for the things that they do for you. Okay? So we're going to say a quick prayer. Okay? Can we bow our heads? Dear God, we come to come into your presence with thanksgiving. Help us turn our thanksgiving into thanks living. Help us notice people around us who are in need and ways we can care for them like you care for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. See you next week. Amen. Thank you, Miss Marion. Thanks, kids, for coming on up here for Children's Chat. A few things I want to share with you this morning as we prepare our hearts uh, to go to the Lord in prayer. I've got a couple more announcements I just want to share with you. Uh, one is uh, just a reminder uh, as we approach Thanksgiving this week that we are not having our traditional Thanksgiving Eve service with the Methodist Church uh, due to concerns with COVID and, and the concern of combining our congregations for a worship service in that way. So we are not going to have our traditional Thanksgiving Eve service this Wednesday as we normally would. Uh, but be on the lookout. I will be posting a video uh, on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel. Uh, just a, a kind of a brief little Thanksgiving message to encourage you. Um, I encourage you to take a look at it with your family. Uh, take some time Wednesday evening, even Thursday, Friday. The, the video is going to be there. Uh, take a look at it and, and hope you are encouraged by that. Um, so be on the lookout for that this week. Uh, also, as you came into the church this morning uh, by the entrances, you may have seen these small red booklets. They say, Joy to the World Daily Readings for Advent. I want to encourage you, if you did not grab one of these on your way in, I encourage you to take one with you on your way out of here this morning. Uh, these are an Advent devotional. Um, they have scripture reading and devotional thoughts for each day from December 1st all the way through Christmas. And what I would love for us to do as a church this year is to be able to read these devotionals together. Um, you can read them with your family. You can read them individually. But these are copies for you to take home and to, uh, and to read throughout the Advent season together as a church. As we go through Advent, which begins next Sunday, November 29th, um, we will be, I'll be taking my sermon ideas, the, the scripture passages and thoughts uh, from the readings from this little book here. So we'll not only be journeying through Advent together uh, through the devotional, but also through our Advent messages and services throughout the Advent season. So I want to encourage you to take one of these home with you. We have more than enough copies uh, and what I would love for you to do is take an extra copy and maybe give it away to a friend, um, give it away to a neighbor, a coworker, somebody that you could encourage uh, this Christmas season by, by giving them this devotional. Also, if you're watching on Facebook or listening on the radio and you'd like a copy of the devotional, but you can't get here to the church for one reason or another, uh, just let us know by leaving us a message at the office, um, through our website, and we would love to mail you a copy so that you can follow along with us as well. So again, these, uh, these readings are available um, at each one of the entrances. If your entrance is out of copies, uh, Check out another one. If those are gone too, we have more copies in the office this morning as well. So uh, please, please take one of these with you. We want to be reading God's Word together as we prepare our hearts for the birth of Christ on Christmas Day. 
Another exciting announcement I want to share with you this morning. I want to, I want to encourage you to take a, take time this morning and welcome our new choir director. Her name is Holly Smith. She's actually sitting just right over here. Um, we're so happy to have her with us at First Church. Um, she is going to kind of be around here a little bit after the service. If you'd like to take a moment and greet her and say hi and welcome her, um, she's happy to do that. But we're so happy to have you, Holly, and we look forward to um, your ministry here at First Church with the choir. Today's offering, if you're able to give, is uh, going to Mercy Unlimited Jail Ministry in Auglaize County. So our designated offering this morning is is towards that ministry. So if you're able to give on your way out of the sanctuary today, there will be deacons with offering plates at each one of the exits. Uh, feel free to give towards that ministry. We're happy to be able to support that. As the praise team comes forward for our worship song uh, this morning, I want to encourage you to continue to be in prayer for the names and families that are represented in our prayer list. As always, they are um, current situations. I want to particularly invite you to pray for our, our community, our nation, as we continue to navigate this pandemic. Cases are continuing to rise, and I want to encourage you to be in prayer for those that are sick including members from our own church and community, and want to encourage you to uh, do what you can to help mitigate the spread of this virus. Wearing masks, social distancing are all good and helpful things to, that we can do to help protect ourselves and protect others. So I want to encourage you to do that as much as you are able to do. Uh, one more point of praise, because it's always good to praise God as well. It is Thanksgiving week after all. I want to thank you for your participation in Operation Christmas Child this year. Um, being in the middle of the pandemic and, and all the restrictions that we had, we weren't really sure how it would go. Uh, but as of, la- as of this week with the collection that we did, um, you donated 485 boxes to Operation Christmas Child this year. We were just less than 20 off the pace from where we were last year, even with all of the restrictions that we ha- were facing and the uncertainty of the pandemic. So thank you. And of course, praise God for for his provision for that ministry. So keep that operation or keep Operation Christmas Child in your prayers as those boxes are now being shipped off to the processing centers and will be distributed around the world this Christmas season. Let's take some time and let's let's uh, focus our attention here on the Lord by worshiping him together. I invite you to stand with us and sing our praise song, Holy Spirit. Oh 
God, we are thankful for your presence here in this place. Lord, we know that your word says where two or three are gathered in your name, that you will be there with them. And so, Lord, we know and and thank you, Lord, that you are here with us. And Lord, not only here in this place physically, in this sanctuary where your people are gathered, but also where where your people are gathered, Lord, through through Facebook and being able to watch us and participate with us in worship in that way. Lord, you are also with those that are listening on the radio, and we thank you, Lord, that you are present no matter where your people are gathered, no matter how we are coming together for worship, that your spirit, Lord, is there and present with us. And Lord, that is our hope, and we thank you so much for that. Lord, this day is a reminder of of your goodness and your grace. Lord, as we... um, As we gather this morning, help us to remember that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That Jesus, you are sovereign over all things, even in our most difficult moments, even during the middle of a pandemic, even in the midst of of uncertainty and doubt and, and questions, you are still good and you are still God. And you are still in control. And we, so we, we entrust ourselves to you. We entrust our lives. We entrust our circumstances. Because, Lord, we know that you are able to work and you are able to bring good out of whatever challenges we face. And so we ask now for your blessing to be upon all those who are in need, Lord. Our, our, the names and families that are represented in the prayer list, as well as the many other burdens and, and situations, Lord, that aren't mentioned there. We know that, that we need you. And we know that you are fully aware of every one of our needs. And so we come to you and lay them at the foot of your cross. We ask for your will to be done. We ask for healing where it's needed, especially those that are struggling with COVID right now. 
We also ask for your provision where it's needed for those that maybe are are fearful and wondering, Lord, how they will uh, pay their next bills or or meet that next need they know is coming down the road. We ask, Lord, that you would provide for them too. For guidance and wisdom, Lord, we we ask that you would provide for those that need that that need that um, that leading from your Holy Spirit, and that they would be open to it. And Lord, in all things, we pray that you would work for our good and for your glory. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated. Today's scripture reading is printed in your bulletin. I'm going to preface the scripture reading with the fact uh, that verse 1 of 1 Chronicles 16 refers to this praise of David when the ark of God was brought into the special tent that David had prepared for it. That day, David first appointed Asaph and his associates to give praise to the Lord in this manner. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done. His miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Israel, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, The oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. When they were but few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it, they wandered from nation to nation from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake, he rebuked kings. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all of the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations, Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. The world is firmly established and it cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let the trees of the forest sing. 
Let them sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Cry out, save us, God, our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all of the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. Thank you, Sharon. That was a long scripture reading, wasn't it? (laughs) Thank you for, for reading that for us today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up his word, continue to open up his word together. Father, we thank you for this day. And I pray now that as we we talk about what it looks like to give thanks to the Lord, to give thanks to you, uh, I pray that you would guide us, open our hearts and minds to what you have to say to us today. I pray that you would you'd fill me with your spirit and give me words to speak. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. So as we gather uh, today, this beginning of Thanksgiving week, we often focus our attention on what it means to give thanks to God. And that's exactly what I would like to do this morning. We have this tradition in our country, right, to, to set aside one day out of the year to give thanks to God or, or give thanks to, uh, well, from a Christian perspective, of course, give thanks to God. But gathering together to give thanks for, for the past year. But I want to encourage us this morning to remember that giving thanks is not something that we should set aside for just one day or one week out of the year. It's something that we're called to do each and every day. As you look through the scriptures, and, and, and this is a great example of it that Sharon just read for you, it is full of these, these calls to worship, these calls to praise, these, these invitations to thanksgiving. And they're not meant to just be set aside for one particular time or for one particular event, but they're meant to be read and, and they're meant to encourage us to give thanks all year round. And so first and foremost, I want to, I want to encourage you that, that thanksgiving is not just about one day, but it's about an attitude. It's about a perspective. And, and it's one that we are called to have as Christians because we certainly have much to be thankful for. We have a lot of traditions that you know revolve around Thanksgiving Day. Many of you, I'm sure, like to get up and, and watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I've never been a big fan of it. In fact, as I say these words, it occurs to me that I don't even know if it's happening this year, given everything that's going on. But that's a tradition a lot of people are quite fond of. I've never, like I said, I've never been a big fan. I've, I, I, the one part I kind of enjoy is the balloons floating around, right? And you see Snoopy and all the different characters kind of floating down through downtown Manhattan. I've always kind of wondered what would happen if one of them escaped, right? Would Snoopy just kind of go rogue and float over the city until someone was able to get him back down to earth? Um, <laughs> that would make the parade interesting. I'd get up every Thanksgiving to watch that, I suppose, but... Um, but I've never been a big fan, but the parade is a very big tradition and it's a way for, um, uh, for people to celebrate and in a way and give thanks in their own way. And the reason I bring up the parade this morning is because as, as Sharon rightly prefaced for us tonight, this, this psalm of praise, this prayer that David offers up here is, is done in the context of their own parade. And the parade was the, the bringing of the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. You see, God's people, just to give you a little bit of background here, right? God's people had been wandering through the wilderness for, for a whole generation. And during that time, God gave them instructions on how to build a basically mobile temple, right? The tabernacle, a big tent structure that could be packed up and moved when God led them somewhere else. And as part of that tabernacle, there was the Ark of the Covenant, this very special chest that, that God gave instructions to build and was designed to uh, be in the very center of that tabernacle in the Holy of Holies. 
And the Ark of the Covenant was special because it was it symbolized God's throne. It symbolized God's presence among his people. That's why the tabernacle was always at the very center of the encampment in the wilderness. And then the Ark was at the very center of that tabernacle. Right. It was the it was the focal point, if you will, of God's presence among his people. But as generations went on and as the people settled in the promised land, um, the, the ark was not initially brought to Jerusalem until David established that as the capital of Israel. And so this event in first Chron- that's described in 1 Chronicles 16 is, is the people bringing the ark to Jerusalem to be put in the tabernacle so that it could be at the center of their life and worship again. In essence, it was, it was a parade as God as King coming to be enthroned once again among His people. So certainly a cause to celebrate, a reason to throw a party. And they did. There was a lot of exciting things happening. They offered sacrifices. They offered whole burnt offerings. David instructed the priests to sing praise. It says to extol the Lord, to, to thank Him and to, to give praise. There was music being played. It was a big deal. And as all of this is going on, David instructs uh, his priests and all those associated there to give praise to the Lord in this way. And then he goes on to describe what it looks like to give thanks and praise. And what I want to do today is... is not talk about so much how we give thanks and praise, because there's a whole infinite probably number of expressions that we could, um, we could, we could use to give thanks. Right? I love Maria talking to the kids about writing thank you notes. That's a great example of a practical way to give thanks. Um, and, but there's, there's so many ways we can do that. What I think David is getting at here is reminding us not necessarily how to give thanks, but why we ought to give thanks. The reason for our thanksgiving. All right, and as Christians, we have so much to celebrate. It's not about parades or football games or delicious food, right? It's about giving thanks to the Lord for He is good because His love endures forever. So the focus of our thanksgiving is first and foremost on God and all that He's done for us. And we see that throughout this passage. And so there's three things that I want us to focus on this morning. I want to kind of give them to you here at the beginning, and then I will work through them one by one. First of all, we have reason to give thanksgiving today and every day because God is faithful to His promises. Second, we have reason to give thanksgiving today and every day because God is sovereign over all creation. And because of that, we can give thanksgiving, and our thanksgiving then leads us to pray out to, to pray to God because God hears us and answers our prayers. And so first, let's take a look and, at about how God is faithful to His promises. This psalm begins with the command to give praise and to proclaim His name. Right? And it's interesting, as we talk about these Thanksgiving psalms that we see throughout Scripture, there's always a command, it's always an imperative. It's, it's give thanks, right? It's, it's praise His name. And I think there's a reason it's a command and there's a reason it's an imperative because if we were left to our own devices, we would not, we're not the best at giving thanks, are we? Thank you notes are a great example, right? I am the worst at writing thank you notes. Not because I'm not thankful, not because I don't care, but because it's, it's just one of those things that just doesn't click in my mind when I, I'm great at giving thanks in person, but taking the time to write the note doesn't always happen, right? And we, always, we have our own way of doing that. We have our own way of, of failing to give thanks where thanks is due. And so we need to be reminded, right? We need to be told to give thanks or else we're not always going to just do it on our own naturally. It's like my kids, right? When, when something nice happens, when somebody does something for them, my automatic response is always to remind them, what do you say? Right? What do you say? Oh, thank you. That's right. Sometimes they remember on their own and sometimes they don't. And they need that prodding in order to remember, to thank the person for what they received or what was done for them. And so in the same way, we need to be reminded to give thanks and to praise God's name because we often forget our natural tendency is not always to give thanks. We're more prone to complaining and bickering instead. And so, we, so the call to give thanks is, is a call to remember what the Lord has done for us. 
Look at there at verse, verse 12. He says, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. Right? Part of Thanksgiving is, is taking the time to intentionally remember what God has done for us. And remember the blessings that he has bestowed on us. And that is especially important when things are not going well. Right? In one sense, it's easy to be thankful when things are great, right? When, when everything's going according to plan, it's easy to be thankful because in one sense, we have much to be thankful for. The, the things we have to be thankful for are much more obvious. But God also deserves our praise and God also deserves our thanksgiving, even when things aren't going well for us, right? Because there are still things to be thankful for, even in those difficult times. That's why it's important to remember. It's an intentional act. Not only do we tend to be, tend to complain or be bitter at times, but we tend to also be forgetful. Right? Think of the Israelites in their wilderness wanderings, right? You're familiar probably with the story of, of them wandering. They, God rescued them out of Egypt miraculously, right? He provided for them each and every day with manna from heaven. And yet over and over again, we hear the, we, we read about the Israelites complaining. Right? They were sick of eating the manna and they wanted meat to eat. They even complained to Moses and said, Was, we had plenty of meat to eat in Egypt. Why did you take us out of there? We're starving. Right? They, they forgot that they were slaves in Egypt. Right? They forgot that they were rescued from there. And so being thankful is, a, is part of being thankful is remembering what God has done. Not, forgiving, not forgetting His love. Not forgetting... His blessings. We we need to remember that we need to live in light of that as well. Remembering is not just an intellectual exercise. It's not just about, about recalling in our mind what God has done, but it's also about living in response to that. Um, again, Maria, thanks living. I never even, never heard that one before. That's an awesome connection here to this children's chat, right? Thanks living. It's not just about giving thanks as a mental or intellectual exercise, but it's about living in light of that as well. It's about intentionally responding to God's goodness and His grace by, by living in light of His mercy. As we remember the, God's faithfulness, it's not just for the past either, but it's for the present and it's for the future. As we remember God's faithful, faithfulness in the past, it gives us hope that He will continue to be faithful in the future. Right? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If He was faithful in the past, He will continue to be faithful in the present, and He will also be faithful in whatever the future may hold. So we know that God's goodness is not dependent on our circumstances. We know that God's faithfulness is not dependent on our faithfulness, right? Even when we are unfaithful, even when we are unthankful, God is still good, right? And He will still, He will still provide. Because God is a God who fulfills His promises. As I said, He is faithful even when we're not. The story of Scripture, right, is the story of a God who always provides always seeks after His people, even as they are rebellious, even as they turn away from Him time and time again, even as they are unfaithful time and time again. God is a God who pursues and blesses and seeks out His people. Right? That's the story of Scripture from Adam and Eve in the garden, through Israel in the wilderness, through the northern and southern kingdoms and their rebellion, all the way through, through human history to us and our stubbornness, right? God is a God who pursues His people and He is faithful. And all of God's promises are ultimately fulfilled in Christ, right? That's the hope we have. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul reminds us that all of God's promises, every single one of them, is fulfilled in Christ. Again, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 22. He says, But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among, among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. 
For so through him, the amen is spoken to us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both you and us stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set a seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. So as we read Scripture and, and we see all of the things that God promises His people, the covenants that were made in God's name, right? Those are all fulfilled and come to their completion in Christ. And so to know Christ, to trust in Him, to, to receive His salvation, right, is to receive the promises of God. And so that's why we need to know Christ. That's why we need to put our trust in Him. Because in Christ, all of those promises are fulfilled. Verses 19 through 22 of the First Chronicles passage also reminds us that God is faithful even during difficult times. He references here how they were not always large in number, they were not always able to provide for themselves, but God watched over them. Our circumstances may change, but God does not. This time last year at Thanksgiving, we certainly didn't expect to be in the situation that we're in now. It may have caught us by surprise, but God is not surprised. His goodness is not dependent on our circumstances, and His faithfulness does not change if you get COVID. Right? His faithfulness does not change if you lose your job, if you're short on money. Right? No matter how hard our lives get, God is still good and He is still faithful. So my challenge to you this Thanksgiving is, can you honestly say to yourself, God is good even in whatever circumstances you're facing right now? Do you believe that God is good no matter what? And if you're having trouble with that, if you're having trouble saying that, that's why we need to remember that God is faithful to His promises, that God is faithful to His people in all things. We also see that God is sovereign over creation. That's that middle part of this psalm. That He is the one true God, that all nations will praise Him. That even all creation itself will glorify God. And it's a good reminder that right, the earth is the Lord and everything in it. That the heavens declare the glory of God. That even if we don't thank God, even if we don't praise Him, uh, Jesus says the rocks themselves will cry out in praise. Right, God is good and He is sovereign. And what that means for us is not only right, was He faithful in the past, but that means that God is in control right now. That even as we don't understand maybe what, what has happened in the world, right? even as we don't know why we're facing the problems and the difficulties that we're facing, we can know that God is still sovereign, that He is King, and that He is in control. That doesn't mean that we're always going to have the answers. That doesn't mean we're going to know why things are happening. God's not always going to give us that clear picture, that clear direction. But we can know that God is sovereign. That God is good, right? And that He is faithful. And so that can, that can be the anchor that we hold on to, right, in the midst of our circumstances. That's what we hold on to in the middle of a pandemic, that's what we hold on to when there is uncertainty in almost every aspect of our lives. That God never changes. That He is good and that He is sovereign. And even if I don't understand that, it's still true. And so what does that mean for us? It means that because, God, because of God's faithfulness, and because of His sovereignty, that we know that we can lift up our praises to Him as well as our petitions. Right? This psalm here in First Chronicles ends with a prayer. So we give thanks to the Lord for He is good, His love endures forever. And then in the very next line, He says, Cry out, save us, God our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations. So we must remember that thanksgiving should also lead to trust in prayer. Right? That as we learn to be thankful, as we learn to give thanks to God for all He's done, it'll then turn around and encourage us to be, to be prayerful, to, to seek God out, to lay our burdens at His feet. Right? We can have confidence in prayer because of God's previous acts and His sovereignty. He has proven Himself faithful, and He is in control. 
So we know that we can trust the Lord. What's the number one thing we have to be thankful for this year? Right? There's lots we can be thankful for. But the most important thing is for God's salvation through Christ. Right? That's, that's, what God, that's what David cries out here for. Save us, God our Savior. Right? He, the, the number one thing we should be praying for, the number one thing we should be thankful for, is the salvation we experience in Christ. Right? And it's, it's salvation so that His name would be praised. When we pray, it's not just for our benefit, but so that God would be glorified in us. So as we wrap up here today, I want to remind you of three things, three reasons to be thankful this Thanksgiving. And I should say three ways we can be thankful this Thanksgiving. One is to remember. Take time this week to be thankful. We started our service this morning by singing Count Your Blessings. What an appropriate song for today. Thanksgiving may look different for you this year. You may not be happy with the changes. I don't know if any of us are. But don't let bitterness and fear take over. Find time to be thankful and count your blessings. Reflect on God's goodness. Make a list. Have a conversation with your family. You can even write notes to those you're thankful for. And make sure you take time to tell people how God has blessed you because of their influence in your life. You can also trust. We remember and then we trust because God is sovereign and good. He is in control. Right? Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. And we need to remember that, especially in the midst of difficult times. These may be unprecedented times for us, but God is not surprised. He is faithful and so He will provide. And finally, we pray. Bring your burdens to Christ. Again, I think of... My, my relationship with my kids, right, has, has helped me to understand God a little bit better. When my kids need something, right, especially Miles as a two-year-old toddler, right, he, he communicates very well, but sometimes he gets so worked up and, and, and there's times where he, he wants something, but he just fusses and cries, right, instead of, and, and tries to, and it like throws a fit, right? And, and I have no idea what he's trying to say or what he wants. Right? And so I have to try to calm him down. I look at him and I say, all right, use your words. Right? Tell me what you want so that I can help you. And I think God wants us to do that too. I think God sometimes looks at us like a loving and caring father. And he, I mean, he knows what we need sometimes more than we know ourselves. But I think he wants us to, he looks at us and he says, use your words. Right? Pray, come to me, seek me out. That's the invitation that God gives us this day as well. Let's pray. Father God, help us to be thankful when we not, especially during times and seasons when we're not sure what to be thankful for. Because Lord, you are good and your love does endure forever. And your love is greater than our circumstances. Your blessings are greater than our hardships. And so, Lord, help us to be thankful this day, this week, and every day of the year. Because, Lord, you deserve it. You are faithful and you are sovereign. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand as we close our service today and sing about God's goodness. Our last song is The Goodness of God.
to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in this church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever amen amen you may go in peace the blood of Christ.